What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast, and all your social media needs. We are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Please give us a like. Share us with, share us with your friends. Do things and stuff. Share um, us with your friends. Take <laughs> us to their house. Be like, here's these guys. Yeah. You take them for a night. Uh, yeah. Um, so me, Don, and Brock are going to talk wrestling. The week yeah. in wrestling. Big so. week in wrestling. Um, you had double or nothing over the weekend. You had some big shows this week, some big changes um, in the WWE side. So we'll cover WWE first, then skip over to AEW just to make it easier to talk about. Um, the big thing for me right off the bat for the WWE, they took – took a cue from AEW and they now have wrestlers sitting ringside. So yeah. what a world of a difference it makes. Oh, my oh God, yeah. So much better. Night and day, night and day difference. They did they the, really... plastic, the plastic barriers, like the hockey barriers, which I yeah. found were funny. Cause then they just had everybody running the ring at the end of raw anyway. So it didn't really matter, but you know, <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Cause I heard they might try to use that when they go with live fans again. Yeah. I saw that too. It makes sense. I mean, it created an illusion too, where there were more people there because of all the reflections everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I mean, you know, I, I saw a lot of people jump out and go, "Wow, they're just copying AEW." I'm like, obviously they are, but so what? Like, yeah, who cares? Obviously AEW had a great idea, and they're like, you know, we got to we got to do something. Our ratings are going in the toilet. We got to try and give some element. So why not? I mean, why would you not copy it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, same thing. Uh, they have – I mean, I thought it was cool because, like, I knew a lot of the people that were in the crowd. Like, you see Santana Garrett and a couple other, like, uh, you know, NXT hopeful guys that they had at ringside. So, it's cool. Good idea. Got to copy shit. That's how it goes. I agree. I agree, agree. They were so, all wearing merch, too. Yeah, a lot of merch. That's, yeah, I noticed that. Like, and they're not wearing their own merch. Like, I was watching NXT, and it's like a lot of Walter shirts. Whatever box of shirts was sitting around for NXT. Whatever <laughs> yeah. needed a little sales boost. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, though. It's, good. it's definitely a good idea. Um, so, on SmackDown last week, um, nothing major. SmackDown was still before they started doing these fans. So, hopefully, SmackDown has the NXT uh, fans as well, too. Um, that would be good. But, um. Major points from SmackDown. Uh, you had still this Intercontinental Championship tournament going on. AJ defeated uh, Shinke, Shinsuke Nakamura. Pretty decent match. Nothing too exciting there. It's good. AJ, I think, might win this. I don't know if he's going to move to SmackDown then, but they announced be- that, that this wasn't like because you know they were saying last week that it was you got four times a year they could cross over. Yeah. Well, he was he was traded from Raw to SmackDown, and they're going to announce later who they, he got traded for. Oh, okay, so, so he's, he's officially traded to SmackDown. Yes, yes. Okay, well, that's good. SmackDown could use him, and on Raw right now, there's really, I don't feel a place for him. Well, not since all his friends got fired. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, Bailey then defeated Charlotte, uh, like rolled her up. You know, it's okay match. Nothing too exciting. Um, what else did we have that night? Jeff Hardy defeated Sheamus. Uh, so he's moving on in the tournament as well, too. 
Um, that was pretty much the gist of it. There was nothing too great. They did the Sonny Deville and Ziggler versus Mandy Rose and Otis thing, but they ended up beating them. So they're still uh, dragging that one out. The main thing around SmackDown is basically just the Intercontinental stuff they have going on. Um, I don't know where they what they did with Bray Wyatt, but he just seems to be gone ever since Money in the Bank. It's I, I don't know if they don't know what to do with him in a small crowd atmosphere or what, but yeah. He just seems to be not on TV. I mean, Strowman's on and, like, doing stuff, and you keep thinking, like, now, actually, Strowman, at his next title defense at, what's the next one broadcast? The Backlash. greatest wrestling match ever. He's going to fight Miz and Morrison for the WWE Championship two-on-one. Which is dumb. Yeah, That's how he yeah. lost the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I mean, does he yeah. not learn from it? I, I kind of hope he loses and you see Miz and Morrison as co-champion. I think that would be funny. I, I just don't know where they're, like, it's either going to be a squash match, so it's not going to help the Miz and Morrison, or it's gonna, he's going to lose the title. So it doesn't, I don't know how this serves any masters. Yeah. It's going to prove that Braun Strowman needs to quit doing I can take on two-on-one people because he loses every time he does it. <laughs> yeah. It was three-on-one last time, though. What's that? It was three on one last time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Sami Zayn and uh, Cesaro and everybody. I don't know. <laughs> Never. Maybe Bray Wyatt took some time off. I don't know. I thought for sure he would come back right at him as, like, the fiend and attack him some more. I thought they had a good story there. Maybe that's what's going to happen, you know, when they do at, at there. He's going to show up and attack him again because mm-hmm. felt like they were going there, and they just kind of dropped it. But you know, Maybe he'll help him win. Yeah. For some mind games or something. Typical WWE stuff sometimes where you just ask yourself, where the hell are they going? (laughs) Yeah. What are they doing? Um, So then we went over to Raw, and they had, um, again, the the new setup was great. I mean, the show opened up with the KO show, and KO came out. He just looked like he was so enjoying himself, like, playing up to, like, the NXT talent. Like, they're chanting his name. Such a much better environment. Di described it perfectly. She said, "This is just these guys performing for their friends now. They're just having a good time. Yeah. Like they're trying to please the fans, and they're going to cheer the wrong way, boo Roman Reigns or whatever. You know, they're just going out there performing for their friends, and they're having a good time with it. You can tell. And having wrestlers as fans is so much better than actual fans. Yeah. <laughs> they're just doing what chants and booing stupid stuff. They're like getting into the heels and 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 yelling at the heels and cheering for the." For the heroes and stuff, you know, so it, I don't know. I actually liked it better. I like wrestling much better this week without stupid. <laughs> um, People are the worst. They are. <laughs> the worst every show. Um, this is just setting up Asuka and uh, this triple threat shoot they were going to have to see who's going to face her. Um, really didn't understand. I guess maybe you can consider it protecting um Baszler, but like Shayna Baszler has beaten Natalia three weeks in a row, and then Natalia's in a number one contenders match. I'm like, why is Shayna Baszler not in that? I guess it's because later on you find out that Natalia is the one that took the pin in this match, and Nia Jax gets it, but maybe they were trying to protect Baszler. Maybe. So that was kind of interesting to see. But Nia Jax, didn't she end up hurting somebody again this weekend? Well, so they taped some raw, some after either I think after Raw or well, off the air or maybe even uh, the following day they taped Raw matches for next Raw and 
she threw Kyrie Sane over the top rope. Um, she fell down and, and cracked her head on the steps and it was busted wide open. Um, it'll probably be edited out cause she got taped up and like fixed, but yeah, no, she's Nijax in her old ways of, of just thinking she can manhandle people, but she can't, uh, I, I don't know. If I was Kyrie Zane, I would refuse to work with her anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an unsafe work environment. Yeah. Unsafe. She's just going to hurt me. So Bret Hart was fighting for all this time, and yeah, it's all Nia Jax's. Yeah, so like, I honestly don't see this lasting long. There's got to be repercussions for her. Yeah, you know, so she's liked by Vince. Vince loves her because she's big and scary and the monster. You know, that's like something he gets off on. You know. Yeah. Um, the next thing you had on here, I absolutely love this. This was Andrade versus Apollo Paulo Cruz. And I love that they let Apollo Crews win the United States Championship. They made a big deal about the belt beforehand. Like, you know, the history of the belt. It's a big deal. And I tell you what, every you could just tell how much people love Apollo Crews because all those wrestlers there were so excited that he finally won a belt. Uh-huh. He won a belt at the WWE. And it was a good moment for him. Mm-hmm. I, was ha- I was happy for him. Good match. Good guy. Seems like a good guy that everyone loves. And uh, it was nice to see him finally win something and get some recognition. Yeah, I agree. The guy can go. He can. He's one of the, He's that perfect size too, where he can work yeah. a good match with a small guy and a believable match with a really big guy because he's that guy, that guy right in the middle. Yeah. It looks like they're gonna do maybe something with like Andrade was flipping out on Selena Vega, so there could be something uh, going on there that he wants to break away, or maybe they're getting ready to move him up to title pitch scenarios. Could be. Um, then you had the Iconics. They attacked Team Bliss. I like the Iconics. I'm glad they're back. They needed them. Their women's division was min- missing them. They're good heels. They're funny. They're entertaining on the mic. They can wrestle. They're good. I like I like them around. Yep, I agree. Um, what else we have on here? Uh, then another match I thought was interesting was Angel Garza versus KO. And like Garza got the win on him after he like attacked KO before attacked his knee, beat up his knee, and KO couldn't, like, walk. It was just, I don't know, I thought it was well a w- well done. It was a well-done match, like, you know, good story with him attacking him beforehand. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Garza's good. I think Garza, I mean, I love Angel Garza. I think there's nothing but positive stuff that can come from that kid. Agreed. I think he's yeah. a solid talent. They're yeah. using him a lot. Yeah. Someone KO to work with or use him a lot, so that's good. Um, then we had to sit through the Street Profits and the Vi- Viking Raiders golfing. I don't know why they keep doing this shit, but it, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to find ways to do vignettes or, like, out, you know, video kind of segments. And these four guys are entertaining, but it's getting old. You it's getting know? old. It's... I mean, just wrestle now. Just wrestle and, like, fight mm-hmm. each other and, like, you know, do different matches and stuff like that. Or singles matches and trade partners and... I don't know. No, I, I, no one wants to see them golf. It's just getting old. Don just wants them to see them trade partners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one <laughs> fight the other and switch up next week, do different yeah. matches. You know? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm just being a jerk. I know. I know what you're being. Um, what Brock, a jerk. what do you think about Seth Rollins and his two new guys now with uh, Black and uh, or uh, Theory and Murphy? You know what I love most about it? Is Austin Theory watching Buddy Murphy the whole time to figure out what he's supposed to do? Yeah, so confused by it. <laughs> Whenever they're like standing in the back with Seth, he would look, glance over. 
oh, he's doing this with his hands, and then he would do the same thing. It's so yeah. funny. Like, the whole night, that's what he was doing. It's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Oh, what, what's buddy? Oh, okay. All right, I put my hands he like this. He is 22 years old, so he is just a kid. Uh, I like it, though. I, I hope they add more to the group. Yeah, he fits much more in as Seth as his leader than um, being in that weird team with Angel Garza and that. He fits much better here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Looks like Rey Mysterio is going to fake retire next week. Like Mark Henry, fake retire. Does anyone believe that he's actually retiring? No fucking way do I believe he's going to retire. I actually think this is going to lead to him like bringing in like his son and other people to like tag against Rollins in this. You know, I don't see him going anywhere just yet. Dominic's going to become a disciple. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Dominic, that'd be great. Um, then he had Nia Jax winning the um. She's the number one contender. I personally don't like Nia Jax. I don't give two shits about her. I hope Asuka beats her. Um, she will. Yeah. And then you ended with the Street Profits getting called out for being stupid, which was funny, by MVP and Lashley. <laughs> and they fought him. I would actually like to see the Street Profits team up with Lashley and MVP here and form some kind of stable here under MVP. I like what they're doing with MVP, like going around telling these guys, like, you're clowning here, you know, you need to, you need to like get real again. Like I think they've saved Bobby Lashley's character by moving him away from Lana and putting him with MVP. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'd like to see, I would love to see those three profits and actually have another faction stable. I think it'd be yeah. good. Yeah. That are just like under operating under this veteran that knows how to get shit done and getting them wins. Like that was his whole premise was I got Lashley in a title match. Where did you have him? You had him doing wedding segments. You know, mm-hmm. so. It's true. Get rid of Lana. Get rid of her. Yeah, she. How did she survive it, the, the latest round of cuts? I have no idea. She must be dirt ass cheap. They can just keep her around. I like. Don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, maybe Vic McMahon loves her. Who knows? But where do you go with her? She obviously can't hang with the women wrestlers they have on there. She's mm-hmm. no Natalia or Charlotte or Becky or Oscar or Kyrie or any of these people they have. I mean, she's going to wrestle Shayna Baszler? Like, please, get real. real. And then she has no – you can't put her back as, like, a manager because it's just – her character is so dumb. Now, she either needs to become, like, an announcer or, like, maybe some kind of, like, you know, like, ambassador for them that, like, Titus O'Neil is now, you know? You know what she could do is they could have her join Seth Rollins' group because she's lost and doesn't know what to do. She could be like, uh, you know, someone you, you make her almost like you remember whenever the right to censor was like, clothes, you know, making everyone wear like a bunch of clothing. Like they could have her dressed very conservative. She could be with Seth Rollins. Give him, yeah. a, give her. You could reinvent her, and 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 that doesn't have to be in any kind of like main role, and she can mm-hmm. still be used. Yeah, I agree. Good idea. All right, so let's finish up with with, uh, NXT. Um, Started off NXT, um, and I don't know, like, Ken, you didn't really watch it. Brock, did you watch it? No, I did not. That's the only thing I didn't see this week. So they had the the cruiserweight thing with Drake Maverick, Kushida, and Atlas, and I thought it was really really well done, that match. I agree. I thought it was done well. I liked the ending. Um, Yeah, the ending was good, how 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 he got the pin and everything. It was good. And uh, I even liked the the, the backstage se- segment afterwards where Kushida kind of like said, that, you know, so if you didn't see it, um, 
Kushida had the arm bar on. Who's that guy? That new guy. I've never Jake seen Atlas. that. Jake Atlas. And Drake Maverick jumped over Atlas and, and they, they pinned him while he was in the submission hold. And then like later on throughout the night, they showed that, uh, you know, Atlas was tapping out while at the count of two, but the, the, the referee decided that, you know, Drake Maverick won. So, and it was, I thought it was done well. Then Kushida said, you know, you won whatever that segment was. I wasn't really paying attention, but I thought it wasn't, yeah. wasn't bad. Go ahead, like, and, go ahead and win it and go ahead and do yeah. what you need to do, you know? And then he said, if I win it, you're my first. So I, I think he's going to win it. I think they're keeping him around. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Then he had Jar- Johnny Gargano just being Johnny Gargano. I like his new character. I like what they're doing with him and Candice. I think it works really well. He's going to fight Keith Lee. I thought that Keith Lee promo with what's her face was bad. I didn't get oh, yeah. it. That was it bad. Was it was pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah. it was. They were trying to be like as complimentary, like funny to Gargano and uh, Candice were, but Keith Lee's not good on the mic like Johnny Gargano is. No, Keith Lee's like I'm gonna beat you up, guy. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. his promos. It's not witty. And yeah. you know, not Gargano's saying very witty now. He's very funny. He's very entertaining. Yeah. Um, then poor Shotzi Blackheart got beat up by Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and they cheated and did all that, but it was okay. You know, just building more, more stories in the women's division with all that that they have going on. Um, the next match I thought was really good. You had Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Charlotte Flair needed an oppo- a, a tag partner. And I was praying it was going to be Chelsea Green because Chelsea Green was like, hitting her up on Instagram going, I'm right here, call me. And then it was Chelsea Green. And I thought it was good. I thought it was really well done. I got to watch this match. I'm a huge Chelsea Green fan, so I'll it check was, it out. I tell you what, I think Chelsea Green, should they should, like, have her be, like, Charlotte's apprentice or, like, work with her. Because, like, she could learn from her about heel stuff and things to do. You could just tell she was really, really happy to be in this match and, like, getting involved and she of course took all the like the major hits that like yeah. Ripley and, and EO were passing out. But uh Brock if you haven't seen it it's worth a watch. It was pretty it was pretty well done. Cool. Yeah I plan on watching it tomorrow at some point. Yeah. Um Adam Cole's gonna take on Velveteen Dream again. God I hope Velveteen Dream doesn't win the title. I don't know why they keep putting this guy in the title pitcher, but if, if Adam Cole beats him, he's not allowed to challenge him anymore for it. It usually means that he's probably going to beat him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Well, Adam Cole's contract's up here real soon, too. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, you start seeing him off of TV less until he signs something new. So I think it's uh, it's up at the end of the summer. So they can't. Aff- I don't think they would lose Adam Cole. I think Triple H loves him. Shawn Michaels loves him. I know they work a lot with him, so I think he'll probably resign him. Maybe he'll get a big contract. Maybe he'll get moved up and get a Raw or SmackDown contract, you know? Mm-hmm. I could see if he loses that they move the Undisputed Era up. That's a group. Yeah, and just move them on up and, and do something with them because NXT doing... they can survive without them. I think they've run their course on NXT. What do you think? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'd like to see them. Who? So if they came up, who would you, how would you do it? Would you have them just show up like they did? Because they actually, it would be great is they all debuted by beating up 
Drew McIntyre after he won that championship. Yeah. How are the champions that night? They'd be at the tag champions first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who were the tag champions? Uh, I think it was the Viking Raiders at the time, wasn't it? Or the Revival, know. or like or something like that. Um, yeah, it was uh, Fish and O'Reilly debuted at the beginning of the show after the tag title match, and then at the at the end of the at the NXT title match, all three of them came out and beat up Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you could use them anywhere. I mean, Raw is a little bit more crowded of a show with groups already forming. I mean, SmackDown would be great to move them to with uh, the need for like a big heel group because they don't really have a lot of heels on SmackDown. You know, I think mm-hmm. that would be- just have them do the same thing, go after all the titles and capture them all as a group and yeah. just do the yeah. same storyline again on a bigger stage. So the final match of NXT was the first ever NXT pit fight, which was a structure I'd never seen before. It was a ring with no ropes, with a steel cage around it that had like a top, like walkway catwalk around it. And this was Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher. Hey, did you watch this at all? No, I didn't get to this yet. And I, I, I'm, I plan on watching it. I just didn't have time. I tell you what, like, I really don't know, like, what to think of it. It was extremely brutal and real. Like, I wasn't sure what was, like, fake about it or or what. Like, it looked like a UFC, like, fight, the way they were really brawling. And then at one point, Thatcher's teeth get knocked, gets knocked loose, and I can't tell if it's real. Like, the guy had to come over and check his mouth, and he had, like, a tooth loose, and he's bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know if this is real. Like, I don't know if they're, like... Thanks. Like, what part was that? But, I mean, it was, like, really, some of it was, like, hard to watch. Like, my God, they're hitting each other hard in the face and the neck and everything. And, I mean, Thatcher beats him and, uh, like, taps him out. It, it was it was intense. I mean, it was nice to see Kurt Angle back. He was the referee. And, like, all the crowd was chanting for him and everything. You know, Angle's, I don't know if he's back or if he's working on NXT or what they're doing with him. But, um, you know. Uh, it was it was it was something to watch. It was definitely something different. I liked the structure and the way they did it. Like you could climb up to the top and throw your. They were suplexing each other off the top because it wasn't like a top of like a really high cage where it was like a huge fall, but it was like six feet up, you know. So huh. the power moves off that looked like they've really hurt. It was both men were bleeding. Like, it was really intense. It was different. I'm not saying like it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but like. It was definitely something different that, like, I didn't fast forward it, you know, where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to watch this. This is kind of interesting. So, huh. Oh. All right. So let's make the jump over to AE dubs. Um, how many of us got to actually watch Double or Nothing? I did not. I was at work. Um, I have watched almost all of it. Okay. Pretty much through different videos. Brock, have you seen any of it? I watched a highlight video that somebody made on YouTube before they pulled it down. Okay. Um, so the, 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 the buy-in stuff was just private party versus the best friends. I didn't see a lot of it, but primarily the best friends won and they like secured their spot as the, like the number one contenders. But I'll get to this when we get to dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) So that was okay. Um, next thing you had, the casino ladder match. Now, I saw most of this, um, and this was well done. This was highly entertaining, very well done. Very nice surprise of Brian Cage showing up at the end. 
Um, what were your thoughts on this? I saw like highlights of this as well. I I, I was excited that Brian Cage is is yeah. now with AEW. I think he's got a great look. I think he's yeah. gonna he brings a whole different vibe. And him coming out and breaking that ladder in front of everyone, and then yeah. it, it was he good. I, I enjoyed. It. He just tore it out. <laughs> yeah. And you know, going with the AW theme that like everybody has like some people have coaches and managers. I like Taz. I've always liked Taz. Taz is good on the mic because I don't think Cage is the best on the mic, so that's good for Taz to help. Which you saw on uh, Dynamite this week too. When we get to it, you talked yeah. a little bit. So yeah, it was good. Uh, a lot of cool spots. I really thought Darby Allen was winning this one, but um, you know, it went with Cage, which is fine. And uh, yeah, it was well done. Um, then you had Jungle Boy versus MJF, and I tell you what, this one I was gonna like skip and fast forward. I was glad I was didn't because it was highly entertaining as well too. I heard nothing but good things about this match. I didn't get a chance to see any highlights from it, but everyone said it was a real, it was really done. It was done well. And it was like a, just a classic match. It was good to see MJF instead of doing all his talking and like stuff to actually get in there and wrestle. I'm like, wow. MJF can really, really go too. He did a good job. They really countered a lot of their stuff. It was high paced. It was really well done. All in all, it, like the pay-per-view flowed really, really well and, ca- and kept your attention through all of it. Um, then you had the TNT match. Let's talk about the belt. Brock, what do you think? Uh, about it looks like a toy belt. Okay. It's yeah, just the small. more I see it, it is very toyish. It is very toyish. It's very small. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, I don't mind it. Fanboy. <laughs> I mean, like, if you do, you, so you like, if you compare this belt with the WB Intercontinental belt, I like the the AEW belt better. I think, I mean, if you look, if you're doing mid card belt to mid card belt, the current Intercontinental belt is horrible. Yeah, but the old white one was cool, way the, cooler than this. What do you think was better, the United States Championship or this? Uh, I don't like the United States title either. I don't mind it. I'd probably say it's neck and neck, if not the U.S. T- I like the, you know, the U.S. title. It's tough because the TNT logo is logo is what it is, and it's yeah. in the middle, and it's got to be what it is. Yeah. But like, and and you know, TNT primarily uses a lot of red, so I get the red strap. Like, I get all yeah. of it. I don't get the mansion or the plantation on the side. Yeah, but... I don't understand what that is. <laughs> yeah. So, I had a hard time trying to figure out what that is. And you know, there's still this talk of that the belt's not ready. And it's going to be gold plated. I say stick with the silver. I don't think mm-hmm. gold red. Then you're like universal championship kind of. Yeah, right. You know. I, I if it's not ready, I have a problem even having it out if it's not ready. Like you yeah. could have done other things. You yeah, Cody in that stadium match. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. stupid Matt Hardy. Yep, agreed. Yeah. Um, the worst part of this match for me was the overreaction that fucking Jake the Snake had when Mike Tyson started walking towards him. Like, I'd never seen anybody make a dumber-looking face than Jake the Snake. Did you see this spot at all? I did. It was bad. He starts walking like... Mike Tyson just starts walking... Mike Tyson, first of all, was so fucking bored during this match. He was (laughs) yawning and, like, not paying attention. They called him at the worst times, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, he just gets up and he's just like, hey... 
don't bring that snake out of here. And he like takes his shirt off. And then Jake the Snake just starts like crying, going, <laughs> oh no, oh no, like shaking his head. Like he's like 20 feet from you. Like he's not even anywhere near you that you're about to get hurt. And he just runs away. Like I would have took the snake out and threw it at Mike Tyson, you know. <laughs> it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen is the face Jake the Snake makes. It was so bad. I think my favorite Mike Tyson part of this match is whenever, you know, uh, what's his name? I can't even remember the guy's name who was in the match now. Uh, the Murder Hawk Monster. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. It comes out beating someone up. That's like his shtick now. So he yeah. grabs that guy, throws him outside the ring, and choke slams him, and they cut to Mike Tyson. And he has the most puzzled, confused look on his face. It's so confused. He's like, what is happening here? So confused. Now, after all the silliness, the match itself was really, really good. Cody and Lance Archer did a really good job in this match. I, I really liked the way it worked. I liked the spots. It was good. Um, I love that Cody won because I wanted Cody to have a belt. I, I was a little shocked though, that Lance Archer just took a pin and he kind of killed his momentum a little bit. I mean, I know he took two crossroads, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I just kind of felt like they made a big deal of this guy that he's their monster. He's a killer. He fought 20 people at Darby Allen's ranch. <laughs> and like he already has a he already has a loss. Like, you know, and he wasn't even on dynamite then the next night to like attack Cody. Like he's just kinda like nowhere to be found. Like I I don't I don't really understand that. I really thought he was gonna be in the battle royal at least, but we'll talk about that later. Like yeah. but yeah, I don't know what his Yeah, I don't know. Like he, he's gone pretty quickly without any kind of Yeah, they made a big deal about him, you know, that he was pretty scary and strong mm-hmm. monster like Braun Strowman and like, you know. But again, I'm not complaining because I, I think Cody deserves that championship and deserves. I thought Cody should have had the world title to start with since he is the founder of the company and is the reason you're here. The only um, people do not have titles so far are the Young Bucks. Yeah. 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 And, and you'll get that soon. Yeah, you'll get that soon. Um, then you had a quick Statlander versus Penelope Ford. It was just, you know, nothing to – I kind of fast-forwarded through most of that. You knew she was going to get the win. It's tough whenever Britt Baker – you know, you're you're trying to set up a storyline, and it's now – Yeah. It's now crushed. And she gets but. hurt. The worst fucking thing of the entire night was what they did to Sean Spears. I just don't get it. Like, I, I mean, don't. Sean Spears came out making fun of Dustin Rhodes – Dustin Rhodes appears behind him. Brandy distracts him. He beats the shit out of Sean Spears, um, makes him look like a pathetic jobber, and then stripped his clothes off, revealing that he has Telly Blanchard on his dick on his underwear, and then showed his ass, and then threw him out of the ring and was spanking him, and then beat him easily. Like, I mean, what the hell is that? Like, why does Dustin Rhodes need that win over Sean Spears? No idea. No idea. And, and no one seems to care. Like, I didn't even see any fans really, like, upset about it. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, Sean Spears is more of a jobber here than he was on SmackDown. And it's sad because he was there. Like, I really thought he was going to get a push because he was there every week during yeah. all this, like, you know, lockdown stuff. And he's I'm like, good. Oh. I mean, like, yeah. he, he had a good gimmick where he was going. And then, like, again... The next night, he's not even in that battle royal for the TNT championship. He's not yeah. even on. He's not even mentioned. It's just like he just is like nothing to them. You know, 
And I don't know. I mean, you know, people are like, well, you know, he has creative control here. If that's creative control, I would have been like, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. This is going to make me look stupid. What if they combined him and Archer and start building a stable? And that's why these guys are off TV getting beaten by the roads. And they come back like, you know, all together as one force. Yeah. Yeah, That that? would be good. I mean, you got to do something. He's been looking for a partner. I mean, I don't know how Jake the Snake and Tully fit in together like his two coaches of the of those guys but yeah or if they just cut their coaches because they haven't won with them yeah Yeah. get rid of them and just go as they're a team they would be a cool team yeah and it doesn't need to be a tag team you know just alliances are always good in wrestling yeah the thing i kept reading with the reviews here with this match is they were like this is a nice break from the action to have a little comedy i'm like i don't agree i'm sorry i don't agree like this just made me angry when I watched it. It didn't give me a nice little break or anything like that. It wasn't um, comedy. It was dick. It was just, it was, you know what it, was? Humor. it was Vince McMahon type stuff. Yep. Like, Oh, here's some dick jokes and some butt jokes. And he pooped his pants. He had skid marks. Like, you know, as much, especially listening to Jericho and Jr. Pa- when they were on that podcast a few weeks ago, talking about why does Vince McMahon, a grown man, like, dick jokes and poop jokes and then on the pay-per-view they do dick jokes and poop jokes you know like is it just a shot at vince or is it they thought that that's actually funny you know who knows yep agreed um then you had uh um akara shida she defeated nyla rose i thought this was a good move i was shocked that they actually did it but i enjoy it too yeah like i said like we talked on the side, I think she does much better to have more diverse, different matches than Nyla is. I don't think Nyla was as ready to be that champion. She just has the size. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. Um, and then what was your thoughts, Ken? Did you get to watch Moxley versus Brody Lee at all? I know. I, I haven't got a chance to watch the, that or the stadium stampede match. So I saw Mox- some. I mean, it, it was it was very brutal, very good. I mean, they both did a really good job. Um, but again, I had a lot of troubles with the ending of this because, I mean, I know he like DDT Brody Lee twice and Brody Lee got up from it, but then he just choked him out. Like, I really thought it took a lot away from Brody Lee as being this exalted one leader of the Dark Order that he just couldn't get the job done and got choked out by Moxley. And now, according to Dynamite, they're just moving on to another person. You know? Yeah, it's very much like here's the next. Uh... Superstar. And I mean, what what stock does that leave you with Brody Lee? I I don't know. It really feels like these people that took losses that we that were bad losses are now off TV. Is it's almost a good thing. You, you it gives them like fire to come back, and you can yeah. So no, people forget about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. It felt like a filler championship feud there. Like Brody Lee was just around, so put him in there, but. I don't know. It was it was odd. Um, then finally, you had the stadium stampede match. Now, before I saw this, I had seen people posting that this is the greatest wrestling match of all time. So I was like, wow, I got a lot of expectations going in. So you didn't watch it yet, Ken? I, I just saw the highlight reel on Dynamite, so I saw all those spots and read about it. But uh, So the some... beginning of the match is, is really, really, really cool because it felt really, really different. I mean, it was a football field. They were announced as football players. They had a ring in the middle of the football field. 
and it was it was awesome. It had a hangman came in on a horse, you know. It, had, it was really really fun. I didn't really like it when it went backstage. It just felt like the, the episode they did on Dynamite not too long ago, where they were like fighting in the in in the hallways, and you know, then Matt Hardy did his character shtick in the pool of or he's in the pool and he comes out as four different versions. I'm just so tired of that. <laughs> The hangman bar scene was fun with Jake Hager. I thought that was one of the best acting Hager's done in a while. And then the ending was good, you know, when uh, the way they, like, divided the uh, the inner circle and then uh, the move that Omega did was amazing. You know, the one-winged angel off the thing was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was good. I mean, I just thought, like, the middle lacked. And I think the thing that took me away from it the most was, again, and I don't mean to shit on the guy, but listening to JR talk through it. I, I would have rather they did music and made it more cinematic and did something like that instead of just having JR try to blabber on about, like, <laughs> who's coming out of the water now? Oh, I, 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 that, I know that version. You know, like, it, it just really took away from me. Like, I had to, like, shut him off. It was annoying. It's rough to listen to him. We we, we talked privately about it last night. We'll bring it up during Dynamite. Yeah, we'll but... bring it up. All right. <laughs> so let's go and do... Uh, dynamite then you guys both watch dynamite so what more here um i like the one thing i'm gonna say about dynamite is i like that as soon as something happens they change their their intro like Sheeta's already champing their intro they're showing stuff from the stampede like they've already edited this stuff in yeah because it's as updated as you know yeah is is the product is so their intro is much cooler now yeah, it's getting better. With, of course, there's more matches and stuff that they they pick the the stuff that they want everyone to see. So, right. So you started off with um, Broken Matt Hardy again, the Young Bucks, of course. Backstage, Broken Matt's doing his. He's the new McFoley. Like, who's he coming out at? I am so over that. <laughs> it does I, nothing I, for me. So I like this Matt Hardy better than the one we've had recently, though. I, I like Spot Monkey Matt Hardy. <laughs> Yeah. Here's here's the thing I'm gonna say that I liked about it. It reminded me of Mask, where like the young bucks are like, we don't want like you're calling up which Matt Hardy would work best in this scenario, like a yeah. mask agent. And I'm like, okay, that's I'm cool with this. Like I was fine with that. Um, during a match though, that makes it kind of weird. So I'm, but I thought this was all right. So what do you think about this match? I thought that, like we talked about earlier, this should have been the last match of the night. Yeah. With the way it ended. Is Mark, is Mark Quinn okay? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him today. You think he was legit hurt, Brock? It looked like it. Like, he just kind of, like, laid out there. You know, it seemed like they were adjusting on the fly, too, after that. I feel yeah. like he was probably going to take that finisher, and he was probably trying to tell, like, you know, plan out that he, you know. What's the other one? Mark Quinn and uh, what's Isaiah his Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy's like, all right, now you have to take the finish. Like, yeah. So. But the big like, reveal of this was, of course, uh, the Butcher and the Blade got involved, and then who showed up? FTR showed up. Yeah. And they're not the revolt, and they're not the revival. <laughs> now, I was, if you remember on a podcast that we had a few weeks ago, yeah. uh, after these after these guys were on the Jericho podcast. You know, me and Brock were talking about it, and I said, these guys are AEW bound. And, you know, a lot of people are, no, they're going to Japan. They want to work with 
impact they want to do here. I'm like, these fucking guys are going to Japan. That's why they're on the, or, or, to AEW. That's why they're on the Jericho podcast. And for once in my life, I was right. <laughs> it might have something to do with the only people doing wrestling right now other than exactly. WWE or yeah. AEW. Yeah, the only place you can go. Well, Impact's still in empty shows. Yeah. You knew they were going to AEW. The Bucks wanted them there. I mean, this they've been building this for years that they want to have this rivalry. This is what everybody wants to see. But they were friendly with each other. Yeah, but they were. Uh, do you like that they pulled up in a truck too? Everybody pulls up in a truck <laughs> well, AEW and then walks oh, in. Thank God someone's covering that that one entrance to the to, <laughs> to this arena because everyone just shows up there and parks. Like, yeah. Easy to get on the show. You just walk right in. Next week, we should go get on the show. None of us have a truck. We'll rent one. And we'll Rob has one. Rob has a truck. He'll drive Rob us. Rob has one. And we'll get out and be like, who are these guys? It's the camp podcast. I know these guys. That's 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 Nickel Hardwood and, and Cash Wheeler. and <laughs> The stupidest new names. Those. Yeah. So how do you Cash think uh, these guys fit in here on AEW? Um, I honestly don't know. Like they're just going to feud with the bucks maybe. And like, I, I, I don't really know where you go with a, like long-term booking. Like it's tough to say, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not going to touch each other until the first, their next paper till fighter fest. That's quote unquote coming sometime this summer. Like how many times <laughs> do we have to hear that this week? Um, sometime this summer, you're going to get, they're yeah. kind of trying to get fans in there is what the, why they're not committing. Yeah. Well, there was talk that Fighter Fest was going to be from London, and now they can't do it, of course, because, you know, everything going on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just like that it's like, we're going to do this later <laughs> at some point. Yeah. We never did get blood and guts that they kept yeah. saying that about. No, you never got blood and guts. Um, I think you probably want to save – FTR versus the Bucks for a live audience had a big show. Maybe yeah. all out. If yeah. Do all out. Because that's in what September. Yeah, I mean that's an event that people want to see and fans want to call it so great and go crazy over it. You know, I'm sure that's a big deal. So maybe they'll just kind of like be allies for a little bit, back each yeah. other up. You know. Do you notice Watch. the Butcher and the Blade switch their like sodomy outfits now? They just wear white like. Painter's clothes or whatever. You have white hair now too. Yeah. Do you also realize there's no bunny? She's flirting with QT Marshall on the other side of the arena. <laughs> that was the fucking worst. Her <laughs> flirting with QT Marshall and Brandy Rhodes is getting upset about it. Yeah. She's like, oh, sorry. be watching the match. Yeah, she's no longer the bunny. So. Which was it was dumb anyway. She's better than that. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, then you have. What's that? Isn't she married to the Blade? Oh, I don't know. Married on wrestling anymore. <laughs> then you had Moxley come out again. He came from somewhere outside. He's always outside, uh, waiting to come in. And uh, <laughs> I like to do dance to his theme song. He was like skip dancing. <laughs> he was skip dancing to it. He was like bebopping and scat. <laughs> I'm not a fan. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I know. He's uh, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, Oh, I'm outside. Mox, come in. Mox, your music's on. Oh, okay. Here I come. He's like getting nachos. He's making nachos because no one's working the stand. And he's kind of like, oh, okay. I'll come down. 
And I don't know. I mean, him and Brian Cage are going to fight at Fighter Fest. If that doesn't happen soon, I don't know what. You know, maybe they're going to have a feud, or I, I don't think Cage beats him. But I, I, that, that's another one with the booking. Is like you introduce Brian Cage. He's a big deal. He's already getting that title shot at Mox. You know, Mox will beat him. And there's another person that's like a big deal debuts. He'll be, Cage will beat up like fifty thousand jobbers and have a five and zero record. And, and then lose. Five and zero, and then lose the Mox. You know, is that? going to be next week. Right and then it's going to be Joey Janela. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Britt Baker updating her on her injury. Ken, you like this segment, right? I thought it was great. I think Britt Baker's heel promos, when she w- comes out in the role model wheelchair, <laughs> rolls R O L L. I like the whole thing. I thought yep. it was great. I like that she calls Rebel. She calls her Reba. Messes up her name. Like, it's 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 good. Like, I feel like yep. heel Britt Baker is what she needed to get into her. Yeah. You know her her herself. Like, I think it's great. And it's nice for keeping her around, even though she's injured. And letting her still do stuff. I love that Aubrey Edwards is the conspirator to, to get her every time she gets hurt. It's Aubrey Edwards' fault. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good, too. That was funny. Two, the two things out of the promo I liked the best was when she goes, Chris Statlander, you're not an alien. You're a crock of shit. It's like <laughs> I popped at that. And then when she said, when she starts listing our injuries, she goes, and when I got my nose broken, Aubrey Edwards was somewhere because <laughs> like, she wasn't roughing that match. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, I, it was I, good. I, I liked it. Um, then you had Sheeta versus Christy Hemi or Christy Janes or some of the, I don't know. Christy it was Hemi. It was just okay. Nothing too exciting there. Yeah, um, it was, you know, squash match. It's fine. Yeah. Then you had Cody Rhodes come out and um, basically say that um, he's now John Cena with the United States <laughs> Championship, yeah. and he's going to have an open challenge every week. So, yeah. you know, taking ideas back and forth, just like you say. Um, and, yeah, open challenge. Which confuses me that every week he's going to have an open challenge, but he had to have a battle royal to determine the number one contender for him. <laughs> Would just show up next week when he's going to have an open challenge and yeah. face him. So there's not 52 guys on the roster. Everyone's going to get a chance. Yeah, eventually you can have a shot each week. QT Marshall, his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting shots. I don't like how Cody carries that belt. Either he put carried, it over your damn shoulder or wear it. He's carrying it like the NWA title. Yeah, like it's this. Yeah, is that like his thing now? That's how he carries titles. Well, it's it's he's trying to make it look prestigious, like it was in the old days. Carry it I, like it's a baby. Yeah, I like it worn. I like putting it on. Wear it or carry it over your shoulder. Put it in your mouth, like. Pete <laughs> <laughs> done. <Keep> done. <laughs> carry it backwards, like Roman Reigns used to carry it, like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, then you had uh, SCU versus Kip Saban and Jimmy Havoc. Now, again, I know I bitch about uh, uh, AEW rankings, but so confusing to me that Jimmy Havoc and Kip Saban, who I like, and SCU are nowhere in the top five of rated tag teams, but they're having a number one contenders match. How does that work? How does that fucking work? I don't understand that at all. They're nowhere even in the top five but they're having a number one contender title match. It's not a number one contender. They were wrestling to see who f- will wrestle the, the, the tag team champions. 
next week for the titles. It's a lot different. Number one contender. (laughs) If you win that, you're the next guy in line. And I don't understand why the best friends that are in the number one ranked tag team, why why do they have to wait to Fighter Fest to, to wrestle to cash in their number one contendership? Like, it, they just kept saying, you don't know who's going to be the champs when Fighter Fest rolls around. Well, the ranking know, system just annoys the shit out of me. Every week it annoys the shit out of me. It is the stupidest ranking system. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. You could squash four droppers in a row, and you're the number one contender for beating up fucking nobody. Lee Johnson every week, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're in the number one spot. It's so dumb. I wish they'd get rid of it. Poor Lee Johnson. But uh, I was excited that Sabian and Havoc won. I liked them as a tag team. I did too. They're good. I like, I like that. It, I think they're calling themselves the super bad death squad or something. I like yeah. them. I like yeah. that they would talk about on like on the show. They're like, and they even live together. They all live in the same house. Like, oh, okay. I, like, I think I said to you over text is they have a chemistry together that I did not expect. Yes. I agreed. They work really well together with Penelope in there and everything. They're a highly entertaining team. Agreed. What do you agreed. think about them? I like him. I I didn't like Jimmy Havoc until he they put this team together. Uh, he was one of the guys. I'm like, why are we? Why should we care about Jimmy Havoc? But now I think he's he's cool with this team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then he had the battle royal for the TNT Championship, um, which I think Jungle Boy won. Yes. Ken, what did you think about this? I think this is where this show turns into a tale of two halves. Um, I didn't think it was a bad battle Royal, but it wasn't good. Uh, it, or was it great? Like um, it was just kind of there. Like didn't seem like there was a lot of people in it. Like it was only like maybe 15. Um, yeah. There's people in it that I never even saw. And then they got eliminated. Um, <laughs> Billy Gunn was in it. Uh, yeah. Billy Gunn was in it way too long. Brandon Billy Gunn was in it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Billy Gunn is great, and I want to see him wrestle. On this, he's got Scott Hall syndrome. He fights like a small dude, but whenever he's in a ring with everyone else, he's the biggest guy in the room. He's bigger than Luchasaurus. Yes, and you can't have Billy Gunn, who who hasn't won any match ever in AEW, (laughs) just hangs out with his son, which is the – his son's like the best super fan in the front row. Um it's just tough to see that because you're like, well, you're, it's taken me out. Like it's, it's taken me out of the, the AEW, like what you're trying to sell. As soon as I see Billy Gunn in there, I'm like, oh, this is just, you know. <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. He's in every like battle Royal. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think about it? I like the uh, little thing with uh, Colt Cabana and dark order when he got eliminated. I like that too. He seemed, he seemed to consider it. I liked yeah. it, which could be good. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the end of the show, there's another thing about Cole Cabana I want to bring up, and it's it was a it was an after the show like uh, AEW exclusive online. So. Okay. What do you think later. about Jungle Boy winning? I mean, he's not going to win. He's not going to beat Cody. They'll have a good match. They'll have a good match. I I was shocked Darby Allen wasn't in it, and he wasn't going to win this this battle royal. Again, I think they're saving. I think Cody needs. I think Cody needs to have a couple of these open challenge things and win like, you know, maybe five, six, seven weeks in a row where he's like really on a run, like of defending it each week in and out. And then that's where if they have fighter fest or they have something like that, then you put Darby challenge. Darby's going to be the one to beat him. Darby beat him. Yeah. 
He gets, finally gets that monkey off his back and finally beats Cody. Got a monkey on my back. Yeah. <laughs> then to end the night, we had the inner circle pep rally. Um, Ken, I'll let you go first. So this was such a strange situation. Like, like just the whole like giving each other presents and the the setup at the. So you're you're. You're talking about Mike Tyson all night, going to be somewhere on the show, coming up soon. And I'm like, that's what you're going to do? You're going to bring up a Raw from eight years ago as your catalyst at Chris ten, Jericho, ten, ten years ago, that, that Chris Jericho and, 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 and Mike Tyson has beef. What do you think that does? That sends all your, your, your base to WWE's website to see what happened 10 years ago. It's not smart booking. Like, it's like... Yeah, like, everyone just subscribe to the network to watch that episode of Raw... Yeah. You know, Coke isn't going. Hey, remember when something we did that thing with Pepsi? Go check out Pepsi. Like it just <laughs> doesn't happen. Like it's it was strange. Now the actual segments where like they were talking and stuff wasn't bad. Those guys are all entertaining. Hell, even Jake Hager. It was Hager's very long though. It, it was, was 15 minutes. It was like all right with the jokes over and over. You know, the inner circle comedy show. You know, I just but, don't take them serious anymore. Like a major hill group. There's such like a comedy show now. Even Santana Ortiz and and Hager, it's just all fun and jokes and joking. They got beat at at you know at double or nothing. I mean, obviously this looks like it's leading to that Mike Tyson's gonna have his team with former Bellator guys on it, and they're gonna fight the Inner Circle and they're gonna kill the Inner Circle and the Inner Circle's gonna lose again. Yeah. I don't see what this does for you at all. You know. I don't Unless, understand why you want Mike Tyson involved at all in any kind of horrible match. It'll be horrible, Mike Tyson. <laughs> this is like something stupid that Vince, again, it's like Vince is writing the, this shit. Like, this is a Vince idea that he thinks, yeah, let's bring Gronkowski in and he'll get Mojo and a bunch of football players and they're going to fight like WWE guys and have a big match. Like, no one wants to see that, Vince. Like I don't I don't understand who's who wrote this shit at all. It's so unlike AEW to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Not their brand style at all, where you need a, like a big name celebrity referencing the past. You know the match will be absolute shit. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. Like <laughs> I guess the Bellator guys that were in the ring with Tyson, who I have no idea who they are, some people do. That yeah. they've had tryouts with AEW that they're trying to get jobs there. You know that Hager has brought him over. Is that, what about that guy that was wearing weird face paint? Like I was like, who's that guy? Like, just what we need more Bellator guys wrestling. <laughs> That's exactly what we need. I thought the whole thing was just shit. I was like, I can't believe this ending. Like, end yeah. it with the revival thing and have them with the yes. box and and your night shot with FTR staring down the box. Like, there's your end shot. Like, yeah. get rid of this Mike Tyson shit with your fan base that you have. They are turning in for the Bucks and the Revival, not yes. Mike Tyson. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I mean, ratings, they did well. In the ratings department, um, they were up their highest show they've had since the pandemic, 827. They're coming NXT, off the pay-per-view, too. NXT also, went 200,000, so. I mean, Mike Tyson was there. He brings ratings to people. People want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, not it's like the Goldberg effect. Yeah. So yeah. one of the, the best things I saw was afterwards. It's when they're pulling Jericho backstage because they had to do the big pull part. 
So they're pulling and like Jericho's flipping out about Mike Tyson and then Colt Cabana's standing there. He goes, and if it wasn't for you, Colt Cabana, I would have punched him right in his face. He goes, <laughs> me? And he goes, that's it. I'm fighting you next week. He's like, why are we fighting next week? He's like, we're fighting next week. And then the graphic pops up. <laughs> they're going to fight next week. Jericho, Colt Cabana. I'm like, and I'm excited for the match. Like, I think it's yeah. going to be something good. I think it's two guys that can work well. <laughs> They can work very stiff and serious, and they can also have a funny, like, it's going to be good. Isn't it so confusing why, like, SCU is holding back Jericho? Like, what yeah. do you give a shit, SCU, if Jericho gets beat up by Mike Tyson? Like, like let him go. Like, I don't know why you're, you're out there giving a shit. Like, because Tony Khan sent you out, you know? Yeah. I like Mike Tyson's explanation on why he attacked Jericho 10 years ago. You stole the title. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. It was so terrible letting him talk. He's so <laughs> terrible letting him speak. In the shirt. The off. <laughs> he couldn't take the shirt. Couldn't, couldn't get the shirt off. Couldn't <laughs> rip it. It was just so bad. Yeah. It was bad. He entered the ring with about 60 people, too. Like, should you just have your like little team? Then they all lined up like the X Men cartoon of who's gonna <laughs> face who. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did. They lined it up just like the X Men animated series, like one on one, who's going against who. <sighs> yeah, it was pretty silly. Pretty silly ending to the to a show. But like we said, very uncharacteristic of AEW. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So there you go. Um, no more Dark Side of the Ring. Covered it. Nope. Um, the only thing is I'll, this will be the first time I bring it up so well actually we'll talk about it off air we might have something new next week but I want to talk to Brock about it um, and Don we'll see what we do going forward okay. and flush that out So sounds good um, yeah so you know that's the wrestling show for the week um, alright we'll see what Smackdown does this week if they have some crowd and See how that this all plays out. You know, maybe we'll get fans back. Maybe we never want fans back. Who knows? <laughs> we'll never hear another CM Punk chant again. Yeah. <laughs> God. Idiot. Fingers crossed. And there you go. Take us out. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends, and have a good night. Later. Later. <laughs>